You are listening to a production of WRCT Pittsburgh. Any opinions expressed within are solely those of the participants and do not reflect the views of WRCT Radio Incorporated. Questions and comments can be addressed to the Public Affairs Director at PA at WRCT.org or by calling 412-621-0728. Policy That Matters is a collaboration between the Heinz Journal of Carnegie Mellon University's Heinz College and WRCT 88.3 FM. For more information, go to journal.heinz.cmu.edu. Afternoon, Pittsburgh. You're listening to Policy That Matters on WRCT 88.3 FM. We appreciate your time for tuning in with us today. You can give us a call at 412-621-9728. My name is Tristan Wong. And I'm Liz Caniano. Our guest today is Ghani Nivimbia, who is not only a bicycle enthusiast, but transformed her passion into her professional career. An alumni of University of Florida, Ghani is a communication manager at an organization called Bike Pittsburgh. That mission is to transform our streets and communities into vibrant, healthy places by making, the, making them safe and accessible for everyone to bike and walk. Ghani is an avid bicycle commuter and also a strong advocate for cities' cyclist voices. It's great to have you on the show today. Thanks so much. Now, I want to talk about some controversial issues about uh, bike biking in general in Pittsburgh. According to KDK report, the specific complaint was the Penn Avenue bike lane, which turned into a road in a one-way street while converting the outbound street into a bike lane at a cost of about $120,000. Mary Perdue actually defended the lane and the expense of 11000 for 48 city police officers to work overtime guiding traffic lanes uh, during the first week of switchover. The citizens showed mixed reaction about this newly implemented uh, bike lane from there's no problem about this bike lane to um, it's been creating a lot of congestions in Penn Avenue. Um, and, and some of them actually point out that local businesses are probably negatively, negatively affected by this. Um, has the bike lane in Penn Avenue affected Pittsburgh citizens' lives, either good or bad way? What do you think on this one? Yeah, um, so the Penn Avenue bike lane... Uh, opened this summer, and it was one of the things that um, Bike Pittsburgh is definitely really very excited about. Um, one of one of the things that we really tout as being a, a big accomplishment in 2014 for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is that um, we actually know, kind of con- uh, contrary to what a lot of people think, we we, we know uh, that bike lanes tend to be very good for business. Um, we worked hand in hand with. Uh, the city as well as Pittsburgh Downtown Partnership on on getting um, or in studying and deciding where to put some sort of protected bike infrastructure in downtown. Um, so they did a very comprehensive study that compared, you know, perhaps Fort Pitt Boulevard, maybe Penn Avenue um, and, and um, one other street. And it was decided that um, Penn Avenue would be the best route, have the least impact. Um, and also considering the fact that it was near so many businesses, that that would be also a benefit. Um, so one of the things that we know about about bike lanes is that, and, and bikers, is that they make 
more frequent stops, as you can imagine, mm-hmm. than people in cars, right? So a car driver, if they're heading from one place to another, they're just going to continue on their route. It, you know, otherwise it means looking for parking. It means, you know, having to find, you know, get off course and off route and otherwise. Um, if a cyclist is biking along the Penn Avenue, um, bike corridor um, by themselves or with someone else and recognizes like, oh man, I could really go for a beer and they're in front of Sharp Edge, then they can just stop, park their bike at, at a bike rack, um, go in and have a beer. If they decide, um, if they recognize as they're passing 7-Eleven that they didn't get milk um, uh, it, and they're grocery shopping that week, they can just stop and they can park um, park their bike and go and, 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 and get things. So the idea that bike lanes negatively affect businesses is actually really untrue and that we've seen in a mm-hmm. lot of other cities that um, protected bike lane infrastructure and, and bike infrastructure actually is really a great thing um, for businesses because bikes are really great. They're a great way of getting around cities um, and they allow people to travel well. And I think one of the other benefits that we see about businesses that I'm kind of talking around but not directly addressing is, is that um, unlike for businesses having to create places for for cars to park and cars take up a lot of space. If you um, create a good way f- to make it so that cyclists can easily get to your space, you don't need to have as much space available to make sure that they have a place to put uh, put their vehicles right to to get um, to to store their bikes. Right, bikes take up a lot less space. So then, in order for um, you know, if you're going to try and have four people arrive at your shop, either each of them arriving in their individual cars or each of them inv- arriving on their bikes, you know, you need significantly different amounts of space. So um, that's another way that bikes are really great for that. Great. Uh, you really segued nicely into uh, my next question. Uh, Pittsburgh has 29 uh, bike-friendly businesses as certified by the League of American Bicyclists, and it shares the top national spot with Boise, Idaho, and it outranked much larger cities like Washington, D.C., and Boston. Could you speak a little to what you think makes um, a business bike-friendly and why you think Pittsburgh has really stood out on this national level? Yeah. Uh, So the league certification is a phenomenal program, and it really focuses on um, a number of of parts of a business um, to decide whether it is bike-friendly. And one of the reasons we think that Pittsburgh has so many bike-friendly businesses is because it has so many um, businesses that understand that bikes are great for their employees, understand that um, bikes are great for, um, for for businesses in general. So um, the program really focuses on making sure that you have um, places for, um, if your employees are biking to work, that you have a place for them to put their bikes when they get there, that you have some way of encouraging some of your employees to um, to ride, um, that you either uh, incentivize it in some way um, by giving them some money for not having to provide parking for them, or otherwise, or just that you it's a, that you clearly encourage the activity. Um, so that's one of the another facet of that program, um, and I think another another part of it is even just thinking about the logistics of someone who's biking to to work in a um in whatever office setting that is and so that'll be something like do you have a shower facility so that's one of the things that the league encourages these businesses to think about right so say your employee gets to work mm-hmm. do you have somewhere for them to um 
freshen up, right? So, um, and that can be the difference for a lot of people is, is normalizing the idea that because of how you, you might have gotten to work, you might need to quickly freshen up versus everyone else who might have arrived in a car. So that program is really great because it, it, it shows businesses very clearly how to think, how to accommodate people who are getting to work by bike. I see. And then there's issues with safety, um, safety in biking in urban settings. Mm-hmm. Is Pittsburgh a safe place to bike as a commuter? Um, still, the vast majority of citizens here are in favor of either riding pet buses or using their personal vehicles. What's your take on this? Yeah, so I bike, as I think you mentioned mm-hmm. in the introduction. So I bike um, daily when the weather is great. Um, and I was, as I was saying, um, once it gets as cold as today, I've I, don't really don't tend to bike but um i think that pittsburgh is definitely uh, a safe place to bike especially if you know um the rules of the road um if you know how to signal if you know how to scan um the roads for any obstacles if you know how to stop well those are all the things that make it a little bit different uh, and make it better and easier to be a safe and we actually at Bike Pittsburgh have a class uh, called City Cycling, um, a series of classes called City Cycling Classes. And our Confident City Cycling Classes teaches some, someone who knows how to ride a bike how to bike safely in an urban setting like Pittsburgh. So um, do, do I think it's safe to bike in Pittsburgh? Absolutely. And does it vary a little bit by, um, by neighborhood and whether certain neighborhoods have the appropriate infrastructure? Definitely. Um, we need more infrastructure in, um, like, our South Pittsburgh neighborhoods. Absolutely. It is less safe, I would say, um, to bike there and than it is in some of our East End neighborhoods. So do we need more bike infrastructure and more sharrows in some areas of the city? Certainly. But um, in lots of parts, especially around where we are right now in Oakland, uh, is it safe to ride? It definitely is. Um, there are some precautions that any rider needs to take, but it's lovely. And I will also offer that... We've seen since the city started um, adding bike infrastructure, we've seen uh, the number of people biking to work double, right? And oh. yeah, the number of people who biked mm-hmm. to work have ha- has doubled since that time. So that was since 2007. Um, so there's by adding um, infrastructure, you really, really in- increase the number of people who feel comfortable riding. I have an evaluation type of question for you. How are biking habits measured in in Pittsburgh um, and by whom? And you mentioned that you've seen um, a jump in the number of people biking to work. Have you seen um, similar trends in sort of just recreational riding? Um, Is it specific to certain uh, types of Pittsburghers, people in certain areas, or does it really cross different uh, diverse boundaries? Yeah. So uh, that's a very good question. Um, and I don't have a great answer for you. Um, and so while other cities are really good at collecting that data, we're just beginning to start that process here. Um, so if you, and, but one of the things that we like to say about, about biking and collecting data about cyclists is that, you know, if, if you don't count bikes, bikes don't count, right? So we have lots of, you know, between Pat and the city, they could probably tell you for most corridors, the number of cars that typically pass through the corridor within certain times, certain peak times otherwise. Um, those counts are not currently being done for bikes by the city, um, and that's pretty important. Um, so we don't have great data for that, but I think that um, 
that is actually one of the things that the city is working on beginning to collect more regularly and so that we can um, be able to look at, you know, where do we have riders? Where is that happening? Um, what we do have is this data from the census. And so the data, you know, the biking to work um, iteration that I shared was actually about, uh, it was from the census data. So the census is um, American Community Survey uh, specifically takes a look at the people who are biking to work. Now, that is like a really teensy-weensy picture within a picture, right? So that data does not count anyone who is retired, right? If you're retired and you bike every day, that you're not counted in that picture. If you're a student and you're, and you, you're not employed, you're not counted in that picture because you're not biking to work. The question is very simple. Similarly, uh, is, is stated, um, how do you get to work most days of the week, right? So that means that, again, if you bike to work two days a week and, and then you drive the other three, the answer is that you drive. So um, the, the picture is very specific, um, but that's the best data that we have right now. And that data um, actually shows that we are in um, the, definitely the top 15 of, of the largest cities in the country in terms of the percentage of people in Pittsburgh who are biking to work, um, that we have just over 2% uh, of, uh, of Pittsburghers who are biking to work and compared to 2007 when we had just about 1%, right? So that's really like we double the number. And specifically, that's a 408% um, percentage jump since 2000, which is a ton. We are biking, yeah. Mm -hmm. Our biking rate has grown more than any other city or faster than any other city in the, or biking to work rate, our commuting to work rate has jumped more than faster than anyone else in the country which is awesome so does the bike only roads in pittsburgh only beneficial during certain season i mean does the harsh winter in pittsburgh like these days though um, hinders bike pittsburgh's mission to make a cyclist friendly city during certain season i would uh, so what we know I'll, I'll give you two cities right i'll give you um minneapolis and i'll give you copenhagen right mm -hmm. so um minneapolis is one of the best biking cities in in the United States, and it's freezing there. That's right, yeah. <laughs> all the time, <laughs> pretty much. It's, if we think we have it bad here, <laughs> then you look at Minneapolis, and they have people biking all year round. And and obviously there are outliers in the days, like, days like today. Um, granted, I saw, while waiting for the bus to come over here, I think I saw three um cyclists along um three people riding bikes along butler street um just while i was waiting um, but so today's too cold for me and today will be too cold for some people but a lot of people will bike throughout the winter a lot of people can bike throughout the winter um and so, the same goes to copenhagen as well same thing happens in copenhagen right copenhagen has approximately depending on who you ask 30 to 50 percent of people um uh, traveling by bike and uh and it gets really cold there too. So the idea that that, that winter is going to stop people, or it ne is necessarily going to stop people from biking, is, is isn't really true because we see that in other places people bike through cold weather. Definitely. Which cities do you do you look to for for inspiration in, in developing a nice uh, city biker harmony? So. Uh, I think we've, I haven't mentioned yet, but San Francisco is like our uh, hilly sister city in the in the West. Uh, they have their um, bike advocacy organization 
has a few great programs for creating more harmony between um, people riding bikes and people traveling by other modes. Um, and one of them is that they do a um, kind of an appreciation thing where they talk to riders about um, safe riding habits and make sure that they're following the rules of the road um, by just kind of standing at certain popular intersections where there's lots of cyclists and um, doing kind of a positive intervention type of thing and saying, this is great, thanks for biking, thanks for following the rules of the road. And also, you know, kind of telling people that if they're not following the rules of the road, which is great. Um, and another thing that I, that we've seen recently uh, out of Austin is this WAVE initiative um, where they're suggesting that uh, cyclists and uh, people who ride bikes and people who drive, that they that they wave at each other from their, you know, while they're passing each other on the road, which is really great. And just having this um, beautiful moment, right? Like taking a moment to kind of acknowledge that there's a person in that car and that there's a person on that bike. Um, and being waved at is really fun and, you know, just as a really nice and simple greeting. So I think that there, there, there are some cities, you've got some great examples of people who are working to have that be a great relationship. Similarly, Bike Pittsburgh did a, um, a campaign called Drive with Care, and that was sort of our our attempt at really um, humanizing cyclists and making sure that people understood, you know, there are people on those bikes, they're just like you. Um, just give them a little bit of space, give them a little bit of time. It, we're, we're all going to get home safely, and that's that's going to make a good day for everyone. Right. And I think the problem is with all commu- um, commuters coming in from suburban areas, um, how could Bike Pittsburgh encourage them to use their bicycles instead of their cars? I and mean, clearly, it's quite impossible for them to take their bicycles out from Cranberry to down to Pittsburgh. Are we just targeting inner city commuters in certain age, mostly college students or young professionals at the moment? Yeah, uh, so to... To the first part of your question, I would say, mm-hmm. um, you know, we expect Bike Share to be coming to Pittsburgh uh, this, or well, we know the Bike Share is coming to Pittsburgh this spring. Uh, when it does, it will give those uh, suburban com- commuters an opportunity to, to um, perhaps get to downtown by any, however they normally would, but then to take a shorter trip that they might have by bike instead, right? Mm-hmm. So if you know you used to only be able to go two blocks for lunch, you could now go much further and by picking up a bike share bike and heading on your way. So I think that that's a nice way of getting um, suburban commuters onto bikes and um, to be able to benefit, right, from um, all of the great biking infrastructure that we're, we're putting in. So I think that that'll be really nice. It'll give them an opportunity to benefit there. Um, and then the other uh, part of your question about who who uh, who's benefiting from these um these improvements, who is riding? I think that the I often hear this idea that it it's just um, younger people or young professionals or um, college students or otherwise, and we see that uh, cyclists are actually all ages. They're absolutely all ages, absolutely all demographics, um, and the we don't have great data again on on this, but the data that we do have. Um, suggests that some of the people who are most likely to bike ride are people who um, 
don't have very much money or do have a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? Because um, you can imagine that that will be someone who is biking because they it's the the most low-cost, efficient form of transportation that they can find, right? And then we also have the set of people who um, have, like, they make their own schedules, they have flexible schedules, they're the boss, so it doesn't matter if they're delayed by a flat tire, being 15 minutes late to work is something that they're able to do or it's something that they're able to control, right? So those two segments of the population have a great time biking. We see big populations of those people biking, and then there's plenty of people in the middle, right, who are also um, biking a lot. So uh, who bikes? The answer to who bikes is that we see bike lists of, of, of um, every, you know, race, creed, age, gender. So it's great. You had mentioned the launch of the Pittsburgh Bike Share uh, this spring. Could you speak a little about the logistics of the program for listeners who aren't as familiar with it and how you think this might enhance the infrastructure of uh, bicycling in Pittsburgh? Yeah. So um, for the biggest details, you should probably stay tuned to the Bike Share, um, Pittsburgh Bike Share's website. Uh, don't want to mess up their URL, so Google it. Um, <laughs> but they they will open this spring. It's going to be phenomenal. 50 stations throughout town, 500 bikes. Um, and it'll be a great opportunity for, for people to try out biking for people who, again, like I said, who take a car to work to be able to take short trips by, um, by bike in the city. Um, and we think that... Um, the one of the great things that it's going to do for for the city is that, um, or I guess I should say what we've seen in other cities is that by just having more bikes on the road, it makes the road safer for everyone. Once people get used to seeing more bikes, as they already have in Pittsburgh, um, they are better able to look for bikes. So this, I, then I mean people people who are driving, right? So they're you know used to seeing bikes on the road. They're used to looking out for um, for people who are riding. Um, and so we've seen in other cities that having more bikes on the road and having more bikes available to people makes the road safer, which is really great. So um, we're excited to hopefully see that same result here. Does the city's lack of infrastructure and nature of its geography make it difficult to advocate expending cyclist-friendly community? For example, some parts of the inner city neighborhoods are consistent of steep hills and narrow roads like Squirrel Hill, Highland Park, or some parts of Oakland areas. What's your take on this? Yeah. So again, San Francisco, huge number percentage of, um, they have like two to three times as many people biking, uh, to work. Again, that's, these are those biking to work statistics that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're very hilly city. So the idea that hills are going to stop us is, isn't really, isn't true. Um, and again, lots of European cities, including Oslo, um, have, really big biking um biking uh, high percentage of people who bike to work and in those cities again like smaller narrower roads windy roads hills the key is just being um creative the key is um using the infrastructure uh well and choosing wisely about what tools to use right sometimes in some places we have sharrows and other places we have bike lanes in other places we have protected bike lanes and um, different streets call for different treatments to make them safe for for all all modes um so i think the key is just to you know look for opportunities uh, 
for to making to make space for bicyclists, make make roads safe for everyone to travel. Could you speak a little to um, just a program of Bike Pittsburgh that that you're really proud of that you think um, made an effective change in um, in making the biking community safer and and more prevalent here? Yeah, um, I'm gonna make that too. I think two of my the things that I'm most excited about at Bike Pittsburgh are our city cycling program, which I mentioned. Um, because it's so great to be able to work with our phenomenal instructors and to have them in in these really fun classes tell you um, the safest strategies for be, for being a cyclist in, in in Pittsburgh. Right? They teach you about riding on hills, how to cross train tracks, all the things that you might um, run into, and that's awesome. And that's a really great way of making people who might have been um, timid about using a bike for transportation really a lot more comfortable with it. So I would say that's big on top of my list, things that I'm really psyched about um, at Bike Pittsburgh. And the other thing I would say is that I'm really excited about our Women in Biking program. So um, we have a Women in Biking program that uh, encourages women to get together and, and talk about riding and talk about um, what what we want on our streets, the specific challenges of being a woman or a trans-identified person um, and, and and a person who rides a bike. Um what we see and and that there are specific challenges that women have right so women who especially people who are caretakers um might also have questions about how they're going to take their kids with them and how how it might be safe to to take kids with them on on bike rides right so really talking about the specific um the specifics of being a woman and a cyclist which is great um and it's a program that we are that we're kind of just beginning there's a Women in Biking Forum this year in March, on March 28th, actually here at CMU. So look at uh, look at our website for more details on that. So I, those are my two favorite things that we that we do of the many amazing things that Bike Pittsburgh does. I say, is the city of Pittsburgh trying to expand more bike-friendly lanes in the inner city areas? Is the Penn Avenue the, the beginning of city's future urban development plans in terms of making Pittsburgh more bike-friendly community? Yeah, so uh, the city is is looking to make. We have a really phenomenal pe- group of people in planning. We have a really phenomenal group of people who are working in um, the mayor's office. Phenomenal people in city council right now. Uh, a lot of whom understand the importance of of placemaking in general and understand the importance of making a city that is great to walk in, great to bike in great to drive in, great to live in, to really have a place that's attractive and welcoming. And part of that is um, having great bike infrastructure, but part of it is making it a great place to walk. So those are the things that they're taking into consideration. And that was one of the considerations for the Penn Avenue bike lane, but the idea is to really make it uh, a great place to be, to make downtown a phenomenal place to be. So it's a yeah, more about police making than specifically about um, just making it safe to ride, which is also important. Um, so we'll, we'll be down to our last final question um, since the interview is getting, getting short. Um, so which cities do you look for inspiration or inspiration on Bike Pittsburgh? Yeah. Um, you mentioned San Francisco and, and some of the European cities. Do you have specific business models or organization models that you follow? I would say... Um, there are phenomenal 
organizations across the country. We do love San Francisco Bicycling Coalition. We do love um, a lot of a lot of organizations across the country. So we have great great peers in in bike advocacy, certainly. Great. Well, thank you for listening in today to Policy That Matters on WRCT 88.3 FM. We appreciate you tuning in to Pittsburgh. My name is Liz Caniano. And my name is Tristan Wong. And we will be back next week. Thank you. Thank you. Policy That Matters is a collaboration between the Heinz Journal of Carnegie Mellon University's Heinz College and WRCT 88.3 FM. For more information, go to journal.heinz.cmu.edu. Listening to a production of WRCT Pittsburgh. Any opinions expressed within are solely those of the participants and do not reflect the views of WRCT Radio Incorporated. Questions and comments can be addressed to the Public Affairs Director at PA at WRCT.org or by calling 412 621 0728.